the Bible Study Podcast, episode 718. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues the study of 2 Corinthians with chapter 3. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. We continue on with our story with chapter 3, and it goes like this. Are we beginning to command ourselves again? Or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, But our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. Okay, so Paul here is talking about, does he need commendations? Does he need to, for someone to say, this Paul guy is okay, you should listen to this Paul guy. And he's saying the Corinthians themselves are that recommendation for him because he is writing to the believers, people who believe in Jesus, through the ministry of Paul. Paul founded the church there. Paul brought Christianity to Corinth. And so he's saying, I don't really need anything else other than your faith, other than the faith that you are showing, that you yourself are that commendation. And then that end part here above, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life, sounds a lot like the the law versus gospel sort of thing. It's it's similar sort of thing. I don't know that that's what he means here. But he's saying our competence comes from God, that God basically gave me this ministry and it has produced fruit. You are the fruit that it has produced. And so that has made us competent ministers. That has shown that we have this ministry from God by the fruit that this ministry has manifest, which is you. And it's important for us to understand that when we think about ministry, that ministry is doing what God asks us to do. And there are so many different ways that it might manifest, but that if God is asking us to do it and we are faithful to it, it should produce fruit. Now, some ministry will produce fruit um, obviously, and some will produce fruit slowly. I remember as I got involved in jail ministry, that I was told that if you really have to see, you know, instant satisfaction that you say something and somebody changes, that this is a bad ministry for you because we're in situations where you're, you know, preaching a Bible study, somebody may be hearing it, somebody may be reacting and sounding like that this is all great, but we, you may lose touch with them and you may not ever know if this made a difference in the long term. And if that's the kind of, satisfaction you need, they said, you shouldn't do this because, and I remember working with uh, someone who is now, uh, has since died, who was in that ministry for 25 years before I was. And he said, every time he felt like quitting, he would run into one of those boys because we were a juvenile hall. So it was, it was youth. It was youth, usually 15 or above. And he would run into one of those boys who had turned his life around, was now out and you know, that that was satisfying for him to know that this ministry, you know, was producing fruit. Now, 
myself. I did that ministry for about 15 years. I'm currently taking a break from it or I'm not doing it actively right now. Um, But I don't think I ever ran into someone outside. I would get word back from someone who went on to, you know, prison that somebody had visited them and, you know, sent word back. But usually I'm doing this ministry and you don't necessarily know. You just have to trust God that God is using the words that you're saying. And so Paul is in a different situation. Paul can look at the church in Corinth and see that it has produced fruit. He can see that that ministry wasn't in vain. It continues, the greater glory of the new covenant. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which was engraved in letters on stone, came with glory, so the Israelites could not look steady at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit even be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. For And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory that of that which lasts? Okay, that's a lot of words. Paul, please. So Paul is talking about something here. He's talking about, again, law and gospel. He's talking about the law that came engraved on stone. And he's talking about Moses. And you may or may not remember that when Moses went up on the mountain... And he came back down, his face shone with the the radiant glory of being in the presence of God. The Shekinah is the word that we would say, the, the shining presence of God. And people said, it, Moses, it's hard to look at you. And so Moses wore a veil that covered up his face so that people wouldn't have to look at this, this shining presence of the glory of God. And what Paul says here and elsewhere is that that presence of Moses faded over time, but it was still covered with that veil. So they couldn't see that it faded. Okay. So that's that transitory glory that he's talking about. If the Israelites could not look steady at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was. So even though it faded over time, he said, how much more so will this ministry of the spirit this ministry where Christ has now made it so we can connect directly to God through the presence of the Holy Spirit. How much glorious is that? That's really what he's talking about here. He's talking about this this ministry that they have that reconnects people and brings them back to God and how glorious that is and how it has no comparison to that fading glory of Moses who brought the Ten Commandments down from the mountain. Okay, So he's saying that this ministry is greater than the ministry that came through those letters in stone, that came through the, the law. Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But their minds were made dull, for to this day the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. 
again, Paul, never use, you know, one word when 20 will suffice. And so he's talking again here about, so Moses put this veil on. And in Exodus, you would see he put this veil on to, because people asked him to, because his face was so shining, because of this glory of being in the presence of God. What Paul says is, yes, but then it faded over time. And so he wore this veil. He didn't take it off at some point when that, when it was no longer necessary. And he uses that as a metaphor for the things that come between his people. When Paul talks about the Jews, Paul is Jewish. They come between his people, the law, and the truth of the gospel, right? He's saying when they read the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, they still read with this veil. They still have something that is in the way. And the other thing that this reminds me of is in the temple, in the holiest of holies, there is this veil that covers the temples, the that covers the entrance to the holiest of holies. Remember that veil that was ripped asunder in the moment that Christ died, because through his death, that need to protect us from the presence of God was no longer necessary, that we could now connect with or be reconnected to God because we could be presented as holy and blameless through his sacrifice. And so that temple veil, that temple curtain was ripped in asunder at the moment of his death, we learn in the Gospels. And so he's saying in the same way that when we read, for instance, the Old Testament, we read different things. We read Christ into it, right? We read Isaiah and him talking about the suffering servant, and we see it very differently than we did or than the, the Jews did when they read it to this day. Because we see the plan of God that started with Adam and Eve and continued on through the kings and the prophets and and ended or was fulfilled in Christ. And we can see that pattern. And Paul's saying that even in his day, that when people read that, his people, the Jewish people read that, until they were in Christ, they didn't see that. And he compares that to that veil that Moses read. And talks about then that because now we can go into the holiest of holies, because now we can be reconnected to God, that we are being transformed into his image. That God's purpose is not just that we come to know him, but that coming to know him changes us to be more like him with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. So God now indwells in us. The Holy Spirit can come to us because Christ has made us at peace with the Father through his sacrifice. And because of that, God can work in us and change us to get better and better, to get closer and closer to who he is. One of the reasons that we pray is we pray in part to tell God what we want or what we think should happen, but we're also praying to have that connection to God so that God can change our hearts to be like his heart. With that, we're going to end this episode of the Bible Study Podcast. If you have any questions, send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or better yet, leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And thanks so much for listening. Hi, I'm Zach. 
And I'm Randy. And we're from Salty Saints Podcast. We're a theology and apologetics podcast. To find out more, subscribe at lifeaudio.com.